Radio. The Divine Wedgie with Dr. Matthew Tan. Many Christians do not like liturgical prayers. The seemingly mechanistic corporate drones that characterize liturgical prayers quite often come across as either uninspiring or worse, insincere. In response, there has been a tendency by many contemporary Christians to favor spontaneous prayers from the heart. This tendency is often driven by the unspoken assumption that prayers are more legitimate and honest when they are consonant with one's individual dispositions. But the emphasis on individual sincerity to prayer has to address two things. First, spontaneous activity works off the assumption that there are often periods where absolutely nothing happens. This is a problem with regards to prayer, in light of the scriptural injunction in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, to pray at all times and in all occasions. The second thing is that the emphasis on individual sincerity and spontaneity often leaves behind many Christians who, for quite legitimate reasons, are experiencing trauma, illness, or a crushing of spirit, and thus cannot find the words or even the desire to pray. Another thing to consider is how individual sincerity works on the assumption that prayer is primarily a human product, a projection of the individual will towards God. In response to this assumption, the Dominican master of theology, Paul Murray, reminded us that prayer finds its source not from the individual at prayer, but from the economy of the triune God. Prayer is thus primarily a process where God speaks to God who imbibes in us and a process in which we get swept up. More concretely, prayer is an economy into which God in the body of Christ, the Church, invites us. If we find ourselves with no internal resources of our own to pray, the economy of prayer operates to provide that prayer on our behalf. In such a situation, the task of praying for one another, recorded in James chapter 5, verse 16, takes on a new layer of meaning. Christians at prayer are not only praying for others, but are also in the body of Christ, praying in place of others when those others find themselves unable to pray for themselves. In that economy of prayer, aids a Christian struggling to provide his own sincere prayer with two things. First, the economy of prayer sets the context in which God could search and test the Christian in order to know what Psalm 129 verse 3 calls the Christian's anxious thoughts. In so doing, the economy of prayer articulates for the Christian what he or she wants to pray but cannot. God, in the economy of prayer, opens the lips of the person at prayer in order for that person to pray to God. This is recorded in Psalm 51 verse 15. In doing so, the Christian may very well find in the economy of prayer, particularly in the Psalms, words that more profoundly express his or her interior state. At the same time that the economy of prayer provides the lexicon for the Christian to pray, that same lexicon would also serve to revivify the imagination of the person at prayer, providing training for one to see beyond the walls his or her own circumstances have built to block his or her vision. Prayer is thus an economy of salvation, one that is able to give joy where joy is not forthcoming from the individual, 
redemption where redemption seems impossible, and life where life appears to be over. This is because prayer is not a human but divine act. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with the Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.com.